Good afternoon. We've been teasing this Dhamma and pulling it apart and looking at various segments of its development, construct. And now we're going to remember it. We're going to put it back together again to see the the whole picture. First, I hope that all of you can see that we all have the potential to be creator gods because we are a part of the development. We are an instrument in the development of the world. Now, we usually say the world, which infers that there's only one. But what we're learning and what we're discussing and what we're researching is the fact that there is a multiplicity of worlds because in each one's head, there's a different world. Yeah. So, in the sutta called the world, in the Samyutta Nikaya, the Buddha said to the disciples, I will teach you the origin and the passing away of the world. Listen to that and attend closely, and I will speak. And what disciples is the origin of the world? Dependence on the eye and forms, eye consciousness arises. The meeting of the three is contact. With contact as condition, feeling comes to be. With feeling as condition, craving. With craving as condition, clinging with clinging as condition, existence, with existence as condition, birth, with birth as condition, aging and death, sorrow, lamentation, pain, displeasure and despair come to be. This is the origin of the world. So our world originates through our six senses. And of course, we're already aware that the informing that I receive through my six senses is different from the reforming, informing that you receive through your six senses. So therefore, the validity of many worlds, many created gods and many worlds. Now, some of us are just passive. Some of us allow it to haphazardly be formed and we're just kind of hanging around and seeing what comes up. And that's what we call life. But life sucks. So as we become aware, awake, conscious, informed, alert, attentive, we understand that we have the opportunity 
to participate in the creation of the world that is our reality. And that is very exciting, very empowering, very uplifting. So we discussed on Sunday and on Tuesday and on Sunday a part of how this is done. So we talked talked a bit about the essence of voidness or emptiness or selflessness. And we learned that a part of our creation is we drag things into the reality of existence that don't need to be there, which sort of burdens us down, which weighs us down, which makes us feel that the day is onerous. And so we learn through the descent into voidness that there are agitations or stressors that we can leave behind that won't get in our way in our day. But again, we've got to be awake, alert. We've got to be paying attention. So these are words that all mean being present and being here that we should use as sticks to poke us with, to keep us from being or getting comfortable and going back to sleep again that we remember that it is on our watch that our world is developed and created. And if we want the world to be the way we want the world to be, then we have to stay active in the participation of its creation. It's that simple. So again, remember what the Buddha's mandate was and is stated many, many times that he did not come here to teach metaphysics. He came here to teach how to liberate yourself from suffering. So in remembering that, in grasping to that as far as information is concerned, we stop demanding that the world be free from injury and free from negative experiences. In other words, we stop asking the world to be perfect But because we rather learn how to be okay in the imperfect world that is formed in our minds, in our reality. We stop asking for it to be what it can't be 
and we start learning how to be happy, how to be peaceful in the world as it is. And of course, the question always is, well, what is our responsibility to those we see who are in pain and in dire straits and in lack? We do our best. We share what we have. But we understand that a part of the component of environment is this lack, this shift in who has and who doesn't have. I mean, we see this all the time, every day, that that people who were yesterday on top of the world, having all of the power and all of the economic wherewithal that anybody would ever want, and they fall from grace. That's not, they don't wake up in the morning asking for that, wishing for that. It is the nature of impermanence that things change, things do not remain the same. That means things get better for some, things get worse for others. That is the nature of existence. Why is that so? Some people say it's there to keep us good, to keep us on the steady path, to keep us righteous. But if that were the case, then bad things wouldn't happen to good people. So that's not the answer to that. I think it's just for us to deepen our understanding about suffering and pain to appreciate what the other guy is going through so we don't get so big-headed and cold-hearted when we are approached by others who are in need at the time that we have our bounty, our our plentifulness. Yeah? Okay. Attention, awareness, awakeness, consciousness, all of those and somehow infer the same presence that in order for me to make the best or the most of my journey through this existence, I can't go to sleep. I've got to be available to every moment of my conscious existence. And so should you, because in every moment of your conscious existence is the opportunity to restructure the moment just through how we think and how we participate in the moment. There's another instruction that points to the same thing. And they they talk about wise attention and unwise attention. So we still are being pointed to or instructed to be aware of this thing about attention, this thing about awakenness, the thing about awareness, the thing about 
focusing on this instead of that. So wise attention and unwise attention. Does anybody remember what wise attention and unwise attention is all about? Okay. Wise attention is the attention that we give objects in our reality, in our life, in our existence that cause wholesome states of mind to arise and arisen wholesome states of mind to increase. Unwise attention are the things we pay attention to that cause unwholesome states of mind to arise and unwholesome states of a risen mind to increase. Okay, So again, it is instructing us on how to cleanse or construct our state of mind, our reality, which is our state of mind. in a way that's productive and satisfying and constructive and informative. We're always asking ourselves, why did that happen to me? Why did I make that choice? And what we're learning is the why, because we weren't paying attention. We weren't overseeing or governing the energies, the forces of life in a way that will allow us to develop the acceptance of what we have in the moment because we realize that it is the way it is. It's the truth of the moment. I did my best. I, I was awake and on point and this is what I've got. Couldn't be any more, couldn't be any less because this is it. And I learned from being attentive in that moment that that moment has already gone away. The moment that wasn't as delightful as I've wanted it to be. But by the time I realize it isn't delightful, it is already gone. And I've got another moment that's better because I didn't cling to what wasn't present. So we see our abilities to in every passing moment be an instrument of the The what? The reality 
that I am a part of the staging and development of my life. That I am not an instrument that is buffeted by life, but I am a part of the construct of life. I am a, by a stretch of the imagination, I and you and all of us are creator gods. Any questions? Uh, when I woke up this morning and I began to watch the news, mm -hmm. I saw the flooding on the coast mm -hmm. and how much devastation there is there mm -hmm. and the rescuing of animals and people and how much longer they were going to be in this state yeah. that they're in. I just felt very sad. And I, I didn't, well, I just said, okay, it's all right to be sad. I didn't know what to do with my sadness. Is that a negative um, that you were talking about, like getting cut? But it didn't last that long, but I didn't know what to do with the sadness. Okay. So you chose to be sad in that situation. Right. All right. So now the question is, did that help anybody? Be, did being sad help anybody? Well, I did send light to all those people then. You sent sad light? Send. No, you sent sad light to all of those people. Oh, <laughs> I never thought of that. Okay. Because you were sad, right? How I can guess you? So. <laughs> I didn't think of it like that. Well, this is what we're talking about, aren't we? We're talking about looking at what we do and thinking about what we're doing. Okay. Right? Okay. So the question is, is that my only option? Is that my only choice on that question? That question from life that says, hey, these people on the coast of North Carolina, South Carolina, and places inland are really having a hard time today. Hmm, what should I do? I know I'll feel sad. <laughs> okay? Well, I that, didn't have that thinking process. Well, I just felt it. I, I, no, no, no. No. <laughs> no? Nothing comes to us, nothing happens to us without us thinking about it. Okay. I mean, it, it just happened so quickly that I'm already there before I realize okay. that I made the choice to go there instead of another room in my house, in my mansion, in my heaven. Okay. I went to the sad room. Okay. <laughs> you know, it, was, it would have been just as easy to go, oh, let me write a check to the Red Cross, mm -hmm. you know? Let, right. me, let me write a check to the organizations, to the goodwill of the organizations who are cooking the meals, okay? Let me get in my car and go there and volunteer like the Cajun Navy did and other volunteers from mm -hmm. around the country who got in their cars and trucks and drove down and said, what can I do to help? They could have stayed home and become sad, mm -hmm. right? 
I'm just saying that what we want to do is to realize the options that are available to us and the effect, the positive effect or no effect whatsoever, the impotent effect that we can have on the moment. Right? And so now I am sure and I am delighted to know that the next time you turn on the news and you see something going on, that demonstrates the want and need of another group of people, you will not waste time being sad, but you will think about what is it that I can do to help this situation be better. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. This is interesting uh, because we both watched the same disaster and uh, these looking at the disaster, I start to feel incredible gratitude that we're so close, but then, you know, we didn't lose electricity because to me that after I'm moving down here, everything operated by electricity. So when the light goes up, it's just like life is totally changing. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't feeling guilty to be very grateful. And uh, it's just like this incredible gratitude from something simple. And in the past, if I feel that, I would have feel a little guilty. Mm -hmm. But yeah. now when you... felt like you, you were gloating. Right. Yeah, it's like all these people are doing that, yeah. and I'm feeling really. But uh, with this practice, since you're talking about what are the things that we could choose, and so this was very interesting that how we choose to be in a certain place. Yeah. 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 So there we go. Two two different minds, same seemingly the same situation and making a different choice. One with a feeling of gratitude, one with a feeling of sadness. Same thing. There, there is, in my opinion, nothing wrong or nothing selfish about expressing gratitude for the The, the good experiences that I have in this moment. Not for, not, you know, because we never evaluate or critique ourselves when we feel sad about where we are in the moment and what we have in the moment. Because somehow we feel ashamed of our gifts and blessings. Yeah? You know, like, well, why did that happen to them? Well, I don't know why I have a sandwich and they don't have one. But what I can do is cut my sandwich in half and get them half. You know, I, I, I can spend time trying to figure out why they don't. And of course, 
many minds go in many directions with that. Well, they must have deserved it. You know, we hear it all the time. Well, God is punishing them. You know. So, we, we, what we're talking about is paying attention to where the mind goes in the moment and then asking ourselves, is that where I want my mind to be? And if the answer is no, then we have the option to immediately put it in a different space. We don't have to stay there in that, in that negation. And that's what the practice is. If I'm awake and aware and I go, whoa, I don't want to be sad. I want to be helpful. I want to I send gratitude to the people. I want to send love and compassion to the people, not sadness, you know? So well, the first thing I do, got to do is get out of that mind state. Go, whoa, no, I'm not sad. I've got, an extra, I got some extra bucks in the bank. Let me send something there. Let me get in the car and go there. Let me ask some of my friends if they want to go with me. Uplifting, right? Yes. I don't want your sadness. <laughs> um, one thing that I've observed about myself recently is mm -hmm. uh, I have a hindrance of restlessness. I don't know how extreme, but in my mind, it's extreme. Extreme difficulty with remaining still physically. Mm -hmm. Even uh, like now when you're talking, I notice myself fidgeting and picking and touching and constantly moving. Mm -hmm. I understand it's due to thoughts. Like right now, I'm thinking about, you know, the yellow jackets that are making a home outside a room. Mm -hmm. And now we're going to fix that uh, so they don't kill us. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Um, I guess I've tried to uh, counteract that with stillness, mm -hmm. and I feel like a gorilla in a cage. Okay. Um, so I'm asking for guidance for, I guess, wise attention if it's so challenging in the moment. Where do I begin? Okay. So what is happening in the moment? Restlessness is happening in the moment except that restlessness is happening in the moment. Not that I need to fix it. The trying to fix it is what creates the agitation. <laughs> okay. Right? Accepting it, acceptance of it allows it to be. And I'm not struggling with it, I'm not fighting with it. And guess what? It'll go away. I have something in my right hand called essential tremors. Nobody knows what it is. They speculate that it's created by heredity. But I don't remember anyone in my family having this go on. Now, I could wrestle with that. I could argue with that. I could lament. I could be sad. Yeah. Why me? You know, nobody else in my family had this. Why, why me? I'm a meditator, you know. 
So what I do is I'm just okay with it. When it starts, it starts. When it stops, it stops. I know it doesn't, it's not continual. I know that I'm not doing it. That something in the form is out of whack. And what I know is that I just leave it alone and pretty soon I am aware that it is not moving. So is that the wise attention that you're referring to as acceptance? The wise attention is being there saying, I've got two choices. I can accept this as it is, or I cannot accept this as it is. My wise attention shows me the difference between my choices. When I don't accept it, I find myself fidgeting and moving and feeling out of sorts and out of place and can't, I can't get still in my mind because I'm wondering why this is happening to me. Why now? You know, I paid my donna. Why, <laughs> why am I being punished? I'm a good person. And the other is to say, oh, okay, let me, let me watch it what come and watch it do what? Go. Because that is the nature of conditioned reality. And we're talking about form, aren't we? My body or the body is conditioned reality. And it's always going to be changing. Something's always going to be happening. Well, this is what I've got to drag around with me. This is a part of my load. It could be worse. You know, when we talk about gratitude, it could be worse. You know, you could have a dead leg. It don't move. Don't feel it at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. you know, thank God that I have this jitteriness. <laughs> oh, my leg goes to sleep, but <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess I was under the misconception that self-investigation is to try to understand why things are happening like why am I restless but I guess it's more acceptance rather than like you said it it doesn't matter why (laughs) that's the point okay you know what matters is that in this moment that's the truth of my existence this is happening in this moment but aren't I causing it with my thoughts? I, well, that was, that's for you to investigate. Okay. <laughs> that's for you to see. But, but one of the things we realize right off the bat is if I accept what is the truth of the moment, then I release all struggles with the moment. And whatever proceeds from that, I realize it is not me because I'm not fighting it. Right? I'm, I'm just present. <laughs> See, it is not... How do I want to inform? When we reside in awareness, we talked a little bit about this on Sunday, 
when we reside in awareness, what we are aware of cannot be me. Because it is what? Object. Subject, awareness, object. And whatever's going on with it, I'm aware of it. It can't be me because I'm aware of it. Okay? So that that absolves me from any guilt about what am I doing. I'm not doing anything. I'm just watching it. Another hindrance I have, guilt. (laughs) (laughs) They go hand in hand. You'll be be fine. You, you You really will be. Because until I'm aware of it, I can't make a change in it because I'm, I'm misinformed, right? But now you know. And information is power. Michelle? So uh, with regard to what Amy was just saying about um, and what you're talking about, wise attention, it seems like it's not always as simple as saying in the moment I'm restless or like I'm in pain or whatever, you know. But couldn't your wise attention extend to, well, why am I restless? Well, maybe I need to get a little exercise. Maybe I need to, you know, be with the restlessness and, you know, can it be that the wise attention doesn't just say, oh, I'm restless and that's how it is, but says maybe there's a, a reason for this that is okay. something I can do. Try it. See if it works. Just the next time something happens, try it. That's what practice is. If it works for you, then then fine. We we don't. This is not about. Remember, we started this conversation out by saying, this whole room is full of creative gods that make the life, and and we, although we think we're in the same world, if we really take a poll, we're in multiple level, multiple multiple worlds because everybody's seeing this a little different. Restlessness, worry, sadness. We're talking about the same world. Everybody tuned in on the same thing. But everyone sees it slightly different. And depending upon what, how strong your opinion is about what you see it as, the other person sees it a little askew. They don't see it truthfully. I see it truthfully. <laughs> And that's what we do. Again, remembering that as I take refuge in awareness, I realize that nothing that I am aware of is me doing anything at all. I am aware of being aware that this is going on. But it's not me making it go on. I'm just aware. And what is the next thing that comes is that just as it arose, it goes away, not because I make it go away, 
Not because I push it away. Not because I get smarter. Not because I become more loving. But because it's just nature. That it just arises and goes away. The reason it stays around is because I hold on to it. Let me see what this is. Let me figure this out. <laughs> Let me find out what I'm doing to make this happen to me. That self thing, right? What we're learning is how to wake up and see things for what they are, not for what we think they are. That everything that arises goes away. Did I have this restlessness since I was a little baby? No. When did I notice it? Oh, I just did. Okay, let me just sit and watch it go away. I don't have to move it. I don't have to push it. I don't have to influence it. It is not me. It is not mine. It is not myself. It came on its own. It goes away on its own. That is its nature. Couldn't be different if it wanted to be. It is dependently conditioned. Nothing to do with me. I'm just a watcher. Yeah, you got it? We, again, we can spend half our lives struggling with this stuff if we want to. But it still is not us. Because us is just awareness. It's not me being aware. It's just me losing me and becoming awareness. Okay. Well, those were great conversations. Thank you all so very much. All right. Now, there are no other questions? Then let's go in and be aware. The last thing to remember is that awareness doesn't get sad. Awareness doesn't get fearful. Awareness doesn't get anything. It is just my attention being present in this moment and having the awareness of fear or restlessness or sadness or gratitude or love or anything. But awareness is none of those things. Got it? Okay. Then we can go in and be aware of anything you wanted it. 
your breath, your feeling, your body, your thinking, your thoughts. But remember, it is not to go in and hold on to those things. It's just going and watch them. Be awake with them. Be in the moment with them. Be present with them. Be conscious with them.
stay awake, stay aware, pay attention, be conscious. Any of those mantras that help you? Remember, what you are aware of is not you. So, use the rest of the week to observe the things that you hang on to, that don't belong to you, but you hang on to them because you think they're yours. I am angry. I am upset. I am sad. I am depressed. If you are aware of those feelings, those sensations, they cannot be you. Impossible. Let them go. And watch and see how quickly they just run away. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.